Welcome to the Spot Actor Podcast. I'm Dr. Trevor Cates. On today's podcast, we're discussing stem cell treatment for pain management. Pain is something we all experience at some point in our lives, and chronic pain can be debilitating. Chronic pain is also something we're more likely to experience as we age. So it's important to look at ways to support our body's own innate wisdom to recover rather than the typical approaches that suppress rather than address. My guest is Dr. Harry Adelson, who has performed over 6,000 bone marrow and adipose-derived adult stem cell procedures. He's going to explain exactly what that is, and has injected stem cells into over 1,000 intervertebral discs, placing him among the most experienced in the world with the use of autologous stem cells for the treatment of musculoskeletal pain conditions. He is the founder of Doceri Clinics and practices and lives in Park City, Utah, which of course is where I live. Dr. Harry Adelson and I went to naturopathic medical school together 20 years ago, and he is back on the Spot Doctor podcast to share an update on stem cell procedures and how they can help you with longevity and pain. So please enjoy this interview. Harry, it's so great to have you back on the Spot Doctor podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much, Trevor. It's a pleasure. Yeah, so um, for people who haven't seen your previous podcast, can you tell mm-hmm. everybody a bit about what you do? What what um, are these autologous stem cells and and what called you to do this, to really mm-hmm. focus on this as your specialty? Well, you know, as you, we were in school together and when I was uh, just wrapping up my first year of naturopathic school, I had a shoulder injury. And it, it threatened to uh, basically disallow me from rock climbing. And at that point in my life, my whole life revolved around rock climbing. And I saw a surgeon and he said, well, you know, I can put a scope in there and cut away the piece of torn cartilage. Uh, it probably will help in the short term, but it's going to give you problems later in life. And it just didn't make any sense to me. And here we were, we were learning the basic principles of naturopathic medicine, the healing power of nature the body's natural healing response. I knew there had to be a way to kickstart my body's ability to heal itself. And that's when I was introduced to prolotherapy, which is the predecessor of stem cell therapy. Prolotherapy is the injection of natural substances that are simultaneously nutritive and an irritant, thereby tricking the body into thinking that it's been re-injured, launching the body's natural healing cascade. Well, that evolved to the use of platelet-rich plasma, which is proteins from your own blood platelets, uh, and then stem cells, initially from bone marrow, uh, then from fat, uh, then we use some other products called exosomes and uh, amniotic membrane and and such for the treatment of chronic musculoskeletal pain. And that's, you know, over the last 20 years since, uh, since I was in school, that's been my entire focus. Yeah, and so what is, what have you learned? Because it's been a while since you've been doing this. How has your practice evolved with this? I mean, obviously you started, like you said, with Prolo and then adding PRP and then stem cells. But what have you noticed? Um, why did you transition? And what have you noticed with this change? Well, from prolotherapy, you know, when I was, when I was doing prolotherapy, what I found is that uh, the treatments worked but you had to do many treatments. So I would do routinely 10 to 12 treatments spread out over a year. 
And we would usually get people to the point where they wanted to be. Uh, then when PRP, platelet-rich plasma, came along, suddenly we were getting it done in four to six treatments. Uh, it was just like turbocharged. And then when stem cells came along, then uh, really like we're, we're doing one or two treatments and getting people to where they want to be. And I think the reason for that is if you look at the mechanism of a healing response. So, you know, our, our body is a, is a, is a organism that's able to achieve homeostasis, right? So you have an injury, you have repetitive micro trauma, you have, you know, but then you have a healing response and get back to baseline. Well, when you, exceed your body's ability to heal itself when you break when the injury is so severe that you can't get back to baseline or if you are doing repetitive micro trauma or you're just not giving yourself the nourishment that you need like through poor diet then you can't get back to that sort of baseline healthy state well the way that our you know our stem cells work because we have stem cells in every tissue in our body their role is to maintain the health of their microenvironment. Um, and if we overwhelm that system, then uh, it, it, you were left with what's called suboptimal healing. So what stem cell therapy is, well, first of all, I'll talk about, so prolotherapy is triggering the body's natural ability to heal itself. It's putting in this irritant that launches a healing cascade. Well, this, that cascade has many steps. And somewhere around the middle of it is where platelets come to the area, release proteins that signal the stem cells to activate. So when we started doing PRP, we were starting here. Then when we started with stem cells, the way platelets work is platelets release the proteins that actually activate your own stem cells to regenerate tissue. So when we take stem cells from other areas of the part of your body and put it in the problem areas, it's like we're skipping all those dominoes and going right to the last one. Right, right. And that makes, and, and that certainly does make sense. And it's, it's nice to have this alternative to surgery. I mean, of course, surgery, there are sometimes you can't avoid surgery, right? Mm -hmm. But um, what, what are the times that you feel like it's like people just need to go straight to surgery or that you wouldn't be able to help? So there's conditions that are primarily pain conditions, and then there's conditions that are functional. And sometimes you can have both, but stem cell therapy works great for treating pain. It doesn't really do anything to improve function. So if you, if you have actual loss of function, that's probably a structural issue and requires a structural solution such as surgery. Whereas most chronic pain actually has nothing to do with the gross anatomy. You know, that's the thing that's super deceiving is, you know, we're so conditioned to just like, oh, what does the MRI say? And, you know, people are so focused on MRI. Well, MRI, you know, gives you a huge amount of information, but most of that information is just distracting information. Because if you take 100 people with no low back pain, people who've never had low back pain in their entire lives, and you do MRIs of them, these are people over the age of 45. 60% of them will have abnormalities on MRI. Similarly, um, if you take people with lots of low back pain, they, their MRI might be perfectly normal. So that sort of calls into question, like what actually is causing the pain? The American College of Physicians in 2011 issued a position paper discouraging doctors from ordering MRIs for low back pain, unless you suspect cancer or if there's uh, a neurologic deficit like 
bowel incontinence or something like that. Really, all you're doing by ordering the MRI is sending some people down some expensive and potentially dangerous rabbit holes. So, you know, so that sort of forces us to ask, well, what actually is causing the pain? And what, you know, people in regenerative medicine like myself, what we think is that it's poor health of the microscopic anatomy. So this is connective tissue. I mean, this is really very similar to what you're doing, clean skin from within, improving the health of the skin through overall cellular function and the, and the function of your entire organism. You know, similarly, like really what, like arthritis, the knee or low back pain, I mean, any of these sort of chronic musculoskeletal pain disorders are, is a non-healing wound. It's, it's almost like acne, you know, just crummy skin. Like you just, that, that structure uh, can't seem to heal itself. Right. And then the typical, the conventional approach to treating these is like steroid injections, right? right. Which doesn't do anything. And that's kind of back to your question about surgery. You know, if you break your leg, you know, that's a structural issue. If you rupture your bicep tendon, that is a, you know that needs to be reattached there are certain things that need to be done if somebody is you know loses the ability to use their leg they need spinal fusion i mean there's certain things but when it's just pain because of changes in the microscopic anatomy surgery doesn't do anything to improve that and st and steroid injections don't do anything to improve that Right, and, and the steroid injections, my concern about that too, is that you actually can be doing harm too over time and, and people will just keep going back in and they'll have right. to keep doing it, but it's not like with, with doing peer-peer stem cell injections, you're actually, every time you go in, you're, you're improving it, but with steroid injections, you're just putting a Band-Aid on it, right? Yeah, and steroid injections, you know, there are times where it's really useful. If somebody has a brand new, tennis elbow like an extreme tennis elbow and it's only been a couple of weeks a steroid injection might cure that but for chronic conditions the very best you're going to get is short-term relief and if you do one or two or three it's probably not a big deal but if you keep doing them there's data now showing that if you do them multiple times per year over a period of years it actually contributes to the degeneration of that uh, arthritic joint Ah, so I know that you've been doing this for a while and you've been seeing patients for a while doing this work. Um, and you, you, you have a book that's coming out, you've been working on. What, what does it called you to, to write the book? Why did you feel like now's the time I need to write a book? And I, I remember when you first said it. So I want, you know, you, remember when you first told me, I, I want to write this book, driver. Sure. <laughs> well, a lot of it was actually the mandate of, uh, our mutual friend Dave Asprey. Dave was in for his, he was in for his second treatment, and um, and I was I was telling him the story of my my own personal health episode uh, three years ago, where I had a bacterial infection of my heart, which resulted in a stroke, and then a seven-hour cardiac bypass aortic valve replacement, and um, you know I told him this whole story and. He looked at me and he said, he looked, he sort of got real quiet, which is sort of uncharacteristic for him. And he leaned forward and he said, you have got to write a book. Mm -hmm. And I just, my first thought was, oh, I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want to open myself up to criticism. I don't like it. And then my second thought was, yeah, he's absolutely right. You know, the stem cell medicine is in 
there's a great quote by a German philosopher, which is something to the effect of all truth passes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then it is violently opposed. Then it is accepted as self-evident. And I've really found myself both, you know, as far as, far as the entire stem cell industry and myself personally in that second stage, there's so much negative press on stem cell therapy right now. And I think that's largely because of, you know, kind of a pushback and a, and a backlash. You know, there, I, I hate to say this, but there sort of stem cells hit the scene and there are a lot of doctors jumped on board without really knowing what they were doing, making these outrageous claims and promises and putting on these dinner parties for, you know, for trying to sell procedures. And, um, and then not really knowing how to select patients for treatment. And then you have all these unhappy customers who've spent all this money and it didn't work. And, and then you, know, you get this big backlash in the industry. And then also personally, as the first naturopath to do uh, x-ray guided injection and stem cell therapy, I mean, I've gotten a lot of criticism from, from mostly from other stem cell doctors and stem cell MDs. So um, I sort of felt like, you know, when Dave told me that, that what better way than tell my whole story, put it in a book, like actually tell the entire story from start to finish. Yeah. Wow. And that's, that's how we ended up here. Right. Right. Well, that's great. I'm excited. And you have a, uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I connected you with Dave, uh, Dave Asprey. Um, and uh -huh. I, I know I remember talking to Dave um, about stem cells and said, you have to meet Dr. Harry Adelson. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and he came out to see you. That's, that's, that's right. How it started. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've got a documentary coming out too. So right. that's exciting. And so how does that tie into the book? Well, I figure um, there's people who like to read and there's people who like to watch movies and then there's people who like to do both. So, um, you know, the book really is much more about my story. It's about, I mean, I, I tell some of my patient stories, but it's about all, you know, the years that I spent commuting to South America to learn stem cell therapy and, and, you know, some of the inner workings of my years of rock climbing and how my, you know, sort of philosophy about life just, which evolved largely from spending so many years rock climbing, how that evolved. The film is much more, uh, it's much less about me and it's much more about uh, patients. So both, you know, regular patients, I guess we could say, uh, just people who, who are back to living their lives, people whose quality of life, their activities of daily living have been compromised and stem cell therapy has allowed them to get back to living their lives, doing the things they love to do, riding horses, dancing, jujitsu, um, and then also the celebrity patients uh, who've, who've graced my doors, uh, Jim Quick, Dave Asprey, Mark Hyman, uh, John Gray, uh, Pedram, Shoji, you've got a whole bunch of, you know, these Vishen Lakhiani, all these terrific visionary people doing this amazing work, but they had, you know, neck pain or low back pain or something that was eating up a portion of their concentration and disallowing them from functioning at full capacity. And I had the opportunity to treat them.
That's amazing. That's fantastic that you, and that they're willing to be on that documentary mm -hmm. and be interviewed and, right. and share the, their own experience. Mm -hmm. So with what people, the feedback that people give, your patients give, what are the biggest things that they say after one, two, three, or however many treatments? Mm -hmm. And you have um, specific areas, you'll do the, the stem cell injections, but you also mm -hmm. have a whole body makeup. Right. So Right, right. So um, so the, the, I would say really the main reason why my overall outcomes are as good as they are is because I'm very careful about selecting people, you know, selecting who I'm going to treat. Um, unfortunately, this is not a miracle cure. It does not treat everything and it doesn't cure anything. I mean, really, the reason that I get the success rates that I do is because I really am limiting this treatment to people who are in overall good health and have realistic expectations and um, have pain caused by degeneration of musculoskeletal structures. Um, if someone is in poor health to begin with, I mean, what, the way this treatment works is we're intentionally triggering the body's healing response. Well, if your healing response is suboptimal, well, you're, you know, this is, we can move your stem cells around all day long, it's not gonna do much. People who are heavy drinkers, you know, no, no judgment there, but they're just, their body's in a chronic state of inflammation. Same thing with smokers, uh, heavy uh, opioid users, people who've used opioid drugs over a period of years. Um, they, you know, and again, no judgment. It's just that the, the big problem with the use of opioids is it restructures your brain's relationship with pain. So you no longer have the ability to perceive pain through a normal pathway. So even if I help those people, they don't realize they're being helped. And then these are the people who have these like big pain flare ups. Uh, and then, you know, people with just terrible diets or morbidly obese. I mean, there's, these are people who generally I recommend that first they spend a year getting their health really on, you know, in a, on solid ground and then move forward. And then once we move forward, then, you know, what's amazing is really frequently one treatment gets people to where they want to be. And I don't mean 100% pain relief, but enough pain relief that at a one year later, they're glad that they did it and they don't feel like they need another treatment. Hmm. Smaller percentage of people uh, have had some improvement at the one year mark, but would like a little more. Well, then we talk about maybe doing another treatment. And then a smaller percentage, again, somewhere around 10% of the people I treat, I just don't help. And, and you mean you know me i'm very competitive i hate to lose and those conversations are forever etched in my memory um but it you know no, nothing works 100 percent of the time no oh, it's true it's true so um and then the um the full body stem cell makeover tell explain that what that sure. is sure i know you sure. talk about that in the documentary right sure so over the years i've sort of developed the reputation as the guy who does big treatments and part of that is because I've, over the years, I have so many ranchers, oil field workers, uh, yeah, farmers, you know, just hardworking people who have worked very hard for many years and don't take any rest days. You know, high level athletes, when they're training, they put as much emphasis into resting as they do training. Well, when you get like rodeo athletes or 
or farmers or, you know, people, oil welders, that sort of thing. They're just working every single day and not taking any rest days. Not only do they get arthritis throughout their entire bodies, but they also get tendinosis, like a chronic, like basically a tennis elbow in their entire body, like their back, their, their, you know, their upper extremities, lower extremities. And so I started doing these big treatments, you know, where people would come in and they'd say, man, can you just do like my back, my entire spine, both hips, both shoulders, both knees, both ankles. I, you know, it's, I sort of started affectionately referring to it as a full body stem cell makeover. Well, then what was interesting is then I started when, once Dave Asprey became a patient and I started getting all his devotees, I started getting these people saying, well, can't you just do my whole body in a single sitting? And I thought, yeah, actually, I can. And I, I don't see any reason not to. So um, I started about a little, almost two and a half years ago. Ben Greenfield was one of the first people to undergo a full body stem cell makeover, um, where we just treat every moving part of the body without, you know, whether or not, <laughs> whether or not the person has a pain complaint. And what I found is because, you know, usually people will come with like a primary area of concern, my neck and my knee. Well, when we do the whole body, it doesn't seem to lessen the effect on the area of primary concern. It seems to support it, actually. Right, right. And, and so who, when is that indicated? When, when would you recommend that for people? Well, it's either people who are, you know, fall into that category of like the the what, what I sort of jokingly say, people who've exerted, exceeded the terms of their warranty, the farmers and ranchers, people with arthritis throughout their entire bodies, or just people interested in vibrant longevity, people who are interested in, uh, in you know, sort of there a lot of people now with, thanks to Dave, uh, you know, biohacking and longevity is sort of a hobby now. So what we've, you know, what we additionally offer for, for full body stem cell makeover is either I do it, uh, and I do the musculoskeletal structures, the entire spine, both shoulders, both elbows, both wrists and thumbs, both hips, both knees, both ankles and great toes. And then people have the option of additionally having my, my colleague, Amy Killen, uh, to be present. And you've interviewed Amy, uh, I think a couple of times. She's terrific. Yeah. She, what she does is she puts stem cells into the skin of the face and neck uh, to improve elasticity and hydration. Uh, into the scalp to thicken the hair follicles and into the sexual organs to uh, improve sexual function in men, erectile dysfunction in women, vaginal dryness or atrophy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really amazing. So can you walk everybody through what it's like to come to see you? What kind of what to expect? Sure. Uh, because it's different. I, I, I also would love for you to touch on because there are different types of stem cells. You can get stem cells from different places. We talked about this on in the last interview, in your last mm -hmm. interview, but maybe just briefly explain the difference between how you get the stem cells and sure. the stem cells. Sure, so there's two, two main categories, autologous and allogenic. So autologous means it comes from your own body. The word autologous means donor and recipient are the same person. And the two major sources for stem cells from one's own body are uh, bone marrow and fat. And I use both. Then there's uh, allogenic. Now this is where a lot of people have sort of jumped on the bandwagon, and they uh, most frequently what you hear being used is umbilical cord stem cells. 
Um, I have not had great experience with using umbilical cord stem cells just on their own. Um, that's what a lot of doctors do. And I think, you know, some cases it helps and, and, but the, largely this is where you're seeing a lot of dissatisfied people online giving, you know, one star reviews is, uh, is that, and, and the little bit that I've experimented with it, I just haven't found that it works that well. And I don't really use them at all hardly because the people who come to me specifically want stem cells from their own body and they're, they're um, just philosophically opposed to using stem cells from someone else because they don't want somebody else's genetic material being introduced into their bodies. Now the scientific literature that exists, it seems that it's safe to use uh, stem cells from like umbilical cord because what happens is those stem cells exert their effect. They trigger the, you know, your own tissue to heal. They control inflammation, but they don't actually, once they take up residence in your body, they don't divide. So they don't engraft into you. However, people just don't like the idea. And if that's the case, you know, that's fine. What the products that I do use are exosomes and amniotic membranes. So exosomes are the growth factors from placental stem cells without the stem cells themselves. So like what makes my stem cells 51-year-old stem cells is as we age, our own stem cells lose the ability to manufacture these very vesicles filled with growth factors that are called exosomes, which are the active ingredient. So what we do is we take the exosomes from these placental stem cells, supplement your stem cells with them. We believe that your own stem cell actually absorbs them into themselves thereby make functionally making your stem cell that of a younger person. Amniotic membrane is also does not contain cells, but it's very rich in hyaluronic acid, which you talk about a lot about in your book. Uh, hyaluronic acid is a, is a phospholipid that's able to retain many thousands of times its own molecular weight in water. So that's what's responsible for maintaining moisture of tissues, either in skin or in joint surfaces or intervertebral discs. So that's kind of my formula is uh, stem cells from somebody's own bone marrow, from their own fat, use some exosomes, use some amniotic membrane. Right. Perfect. And, and then you also still do some, like, cause I came in to see you and I had, you did PRP with exosomes with me. Sure. Um, sure. Mostly with locals or, uh, or friends or family or that sort of thing, <laughs> but primarily locals, the people who travel to see me. And most of my patients travel to see me um, are coming for stem cell, big stem cell procedures. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you uh, you did injections of my neck and mm -hmm. my feet because I have like some some pain from uh -huh. you know all that injury. And how are you doing? Um, I'm doing great. I'm feeling much better. Um, and um, it, like it, it was amazing how quickly I felt improvement. Mm -hmm. I was surprised at that. Um, and I'm still feeling the, the effects of it. I think I'd like, you know, want to come back in for another treatment at some point. Yeah, PRP usually takes a couple of treatments. Like we, we plan on doing more than one treatment. And, you know, it, with, with you, I mean, what you're saying about how quickly it works, there's a reason for that. Because the thing about stem cell therapy, when you're treating most things, when you're treating like an arthritic joint or a or desic desiccated disc, dehydrated disc, and it's, you know, we're treating that microscopic anatomy. Well, it takes a while to trigger the growth of healthy new connective tissue. So it can take two to six months for the treatment to really work, except there's one exception. And that's you. That's uh, 
injuries that involve a lot of uh, fibrosis, where there's a lot of adhesions. You had uh, how, approximately how many times did you fall off a horse in your life? Oh my God, I have no idea. I have no idea how many hundreds, times I fell off hundreds horse of growing times, up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, then dancing point. Um, also, you know, on point uh -huh. shoes, that was the problem with my feet. I developed arthritis from that. Right. Yeah. Right. But with the um, with the whiplash, with that, with all those neck injuries, a lot of what's causing that pain are adhesions in that in those tiny little intrinsic muscles of the neck where they pass right next to the nerves. And just introducing any kind of fluid, like that's where prolotherapy actually works really well too. It doesn't really matter what you put in there, but if you just, just inject fluid and break up those adhesions, people report immediate relief. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So when people come in to see you, the, um, they, they, um, the, you know, can you kind of explain what sure. that's like? No. Sure. So we do everything under uh, sedation administered by an anesthesiologist. So people, you know, they schedule their, like, so let's back up. So first of all, uh, if people are interested in being treated, what we have them do is fill out just a couple of short forms that I've created. And if they have imaging, if they have MRI, if they have x-ray, send that in as well. And then for no charge, I'll look at that. And I can usually, t I have a, give a pretty clear idea whether or not this person really does need surgery or because I have these questionnaires that are very specific. And if I can usually tell if somebody really is a surgical candidate and I can recommend that, or if I think there's a chance that I can help them. Um, then if, you know, if the answer is yes, then we schedule a 30 minute phone consult where I go through a series of questions and generally have a, at that point a pretty clear idea of what it is that I'd like to do. And then we can you know, give you a very clear concept of what it would look like to move forward. And people who decide to get treated, um, as again, 90% of our patients come in from out of state. Uh, we, we ask you to spend three nights, plan on spending three nights, get here the day before. Uh, we're 25 minutes from Salt Lake City Airport. There's two great hotels walking distance from my clinic. Um, the morning of your procedure, you come in, you don't eat or drink anything that morning. You meet with me, you meet with my nurse, you meet with anesthesia, uh, and then we get you on the table, and all you have to endure is a tiny little needle in your hand, and you go to sleep. Two hours later, you wake up, and we're done. And we've done the lipo aspiration, we've done the bone marrow aspiration, we've done all the injections. People wake up a little bit sore, but um, not, you know, not unbearable, and then we just wait and see and then we wait for the treatment to kick in which again can take two to six months yeah all right well that's i mean it's pretty pretty simple um and you've had so much success with this so it's fantastic to see that over the years um and so tell tell everybody where they can find out more about your documentary your book like where you know where can people go to find that Sure. So uh, my website is Docere Clinics, D-O-C-E-R-E -E Clinics, docereclinics.com. And um, I think you can go to the contact page and, you know, kind of get, get on our radar and we'll get you all the information for the film and for the book and everything else. Right. Great. So what's next, Harry? Like, what, what's coming up now? Well, I've got next week, I've got the, uh, the premiere party. So we're throwing a big party at the St. Regis here in Deer Valley. And 
Dave Asprey is going to be here and Mark Hyman is going to be here and John Gray and Jim Quick and Vishen. We're get, you know, we have all the, most of the big names from the, from the film are all going to actually be here. Unfortunately, you have a prior commitment. You're going to be in California. I hate it. You're not going to be there. But we've got a bunch of big wigs coming in to attend this premiere. So my world is all about arranged seating and the seating chart. And you know, I'm kind of going nuts with that right now. But once we get past that, uh, you know, just continuing to spread the message of positivity. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Do, um, and, and you have other doctors in your clinic, so you have support and you've, you're just, you've been expanding. I love seeing Yeah, that. we, we are expanding. We're bringing on a, uh, a, a, um, an associate, uh, who I handpicked him years ago and he's finally ready to move here from Arizona and, uh, yeah getting ready to expand the facility. We're taking over another 1500 square feet. We're going to put in hyperbaric oxygen and cryotherapy and PEMF and far infrared and <coughs> the ozone, IV ozone. And so it's going to be our, our center for vibrant longevity. Fantastic. All right. Well, Harry, thanks again for coming on today. Really appreciate you taking the time to tell us all about pain management, stem cell therapy. Thank you, Trevor. As, as always, it's a pleasure. I'm looking right out my office window at your house, right across the Swanner Preserve. Right. <laughs> we can wave at each other. Yep. All right. Thanks, Harry. Thanks, Trevor. I hope you enjoyed this interview today with Dr. Harry Adelson. To learn more about him, you can go to thespotdoctor.com, go to the podcast page with his interview, and you'll find all the information and links there, including how to learn about, more about his documentary and his new book. Again, just go to thespotdoctor.com, go to the podcast page with his interview. And while you're there, I invite you to join the Spot Doctor community so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows and information. And if you haven't already taken the skin quiz, it's a great way to find out what information your skin is trying to tell you about your health and what you can do about it. Just go to theskinquiz.com. I also encourage you to join the Spot Doctor on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube. Join the conversation there and I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor podcast.